Hey, hey, it's Neville Medora here with the Swipes email for Friday, March 17th, 2023. Let's get started with a swipe. So the first swipe I have here is, this is a simple chart that makes it visually very easy to see the prices of different medical procedures in the USA, Korea, Singapore, and India. It's basically like one of those old school skeleton looking things. And it shows a picture to like, you know, your heart or whatever, and how much a heart transplant costs in each of the countries. I thought that this is a lot of data put into one simple image very nicely, and you can clearly see the uh, the winner of every single lowest cost thing is India. So uh, this is totally random about swipes, but this is a fun personal story about Indian medical costs. So in 2013, I got bit by this homeless guy's pit bull, like a like 110 pound pit bull, and uh, my hand was all mangled up, and I had to go to the hospital and get a full set of rabies shots. Uh, this pit bull was in an enzootic area, which means that there's potential rabies from bats. And I live in Austin. There's tons of bats. And this dog was unvaccinated. And so while rabies in the modern world is an extremely uncommon thing, the problem with rabies is that it kills you if you get it. It's binary. If you have rabies, you die. And if you don't have rabies, you don't die. But if you have rabies, you 100% die without exception. So I asked some friends who were veterinarians and I was like, okay, imagine your spouse got the same uh, situation I had, would you make them get rabies shots? Because, you know, the doctor's like, you don't really need it. Um, and they were like, 100% yes, you should do it. Because if you get rabies, you die. So insurance paid $7,500 for the first pair set of shots. It was like several vials of this anti-globulin and $350 each for four booster shots. And so I was going to India three days after I got bit. And I was like, oh my God, I have to travel with this mangled up hand and I'm going to have to keep it clean. And it was a whole deal. Um, but it's kind of funny. Uh, we got it to where we got the, the booster shots in India and they were $7 each. So instead of $350 each, it was $7 each. And I asked them, how much does it cost for the anti-globulins? And they said 50 US dollars instead of 7,500 US dollars. So the India healthcare system is far less regulated than the US. So the quality of care was honestly a little bit questionable at times, but the difference in cost was staggering. I mean, $9,000 for these shots versus 78 bucks total. I mean, is, is, a, is a massive cost. I could have flown first class to India <laughs> for that price got the shots and come back. <laughs> it would have been better and cheaper in the end. But it was kind of funny. I, I got the booster shots. And to get these booster shots in the United States, you have to like, they have to seal the documentation that you have the anti-globulins first. In the US, they let me pick up the medication and they were storing it in like a college dorm fridge. And I was like, uh, is this properly refrigerated? Like, I, I don't know. And then I just handed it to one of the nurses and he, uh, he, he mixed it up and injected me. No questions asked. It was like, is this the right stuff? Like it was, it was actually a little scary. So I don't know, even though India seems like the lowest cost here, mm, I'd be skeptical. <laughs> Here's a little bit of uh, wisdom. Know who your actual customer is. So for example, if someone's buying crayons, the, the customer is not a child. It's the parent that is spending the money. So this 1979 Crayola ad appeals specifically to parents who want their kids to be creative, inventive, and explore their artistic ability, aka get your kids to sit down and be quiet for a few minutes so they leave mom alone. <laughs> so they know who their customer is. This ad says the quiet toy and it shows the mom in the background and she's just quietly enjoying chores while the kid is quietly enjoying his crayons. Here's something interesting. This chart makes it very visually easy to see the prices, or sorry, the, the, sorry, I'm reading another section. It makes it easy to see that Netflix and YouTube together 
account for 25% of all internet traffic, which is, which is kind of crazy to think that you'd think internet traffic is like blogs and stuff, but mostly it's just streaming. So uh, Netflix is the largest consumer of internet traffic. Now they put other as 43%. I'd be curious to see like how much of that is porn or something like that. Cause I'm sure that has a significant percentage, but in terms of one company, Netflix takes up on whole the most out of any company out there. It, it seems maybe Google because they have YouTube and all their other properties, but that is uh, quite a staggering number. 25% of all internet traffic is just streaming on YouTube and Netflix. Crazy, huh? Here's a fun picture. Fun thing happened yesterday. Uh, my friend Noah Kagan threw a South by Southwest party here in Austin and a panel to talk about content creation in 2023. So it was me, my friend Noah Kagan, Sam Parr, and uh, Justin Mayers, who started Perfect Keto and a bunch of other companies. It was moderated by our friend Nick Gray. And it was a fun turnout on East 6th Street here in Austin, Texas. Walked over from my house. It was great. Um... Uh, have some friends, Catherine Laverly, Sampar, Ramon, uh, chatting over here. There's a picture of a guy who just had a, he had a shirt with the picture of Kim Jong-un on the back, which is kind of hilarious. Anyways, South by Southwest is going full steam here in Austin. I don't attend quite as much as I used to, but I do go to private events like this. It's always fun to see people in town and meet people, you know, that you haven't met before that, you know, online, it's a great time. Here's a quick little essay. So the cloud of influence is the cloud of exposure you get from posting on multiple platforms. Now cloud, you can, if you look up in the sky and see a cloud, you see like the dark, you know, center part that you can tell is obviously the cloud. But if you look at the edges, you'll notice it kind of just fades away into the existence. So I think cloud of influence is a great way to describe how you engage customers nowadays with so many different social platforms. So for example, the inner cloud is people who are directly subscribed to you. This is your YouTube subscribers, email subscribers. So if you're reading this, you are one of my email subscribers. You're you know in the thick of my cloud. Um, mentions in conversations are like medium engagement. So that would mean someone who's maybe not subscribed to you, but sees you mentioned somewhere or sees you in their feeds all the time. And then also, you know, maybe leaves comments and such. And then the other exposure is like exposure through feeds, like someone browsing Twitter and somehow sees like a comment I left or something. That's a very low engagement person, but you know, maybe they'll see me seven times and they'll say, hey, who is this guy? And they click my profile and then go down the rabbit hole of Neville and then finally subscribe. So that's the, uh, the cloud of influence. And the reason I'm using this word now is that 10, or sorry, the, the, 10 years ago, it used to be simple to see, see where a follower came from. So for example, for my case, someone Googled like what is copywriting or uh, becoming a copywriter or something along those lines or how to use headlines. They would find one of my blog posts. They would go, hey, this is a good blog post. At the bottom, it would say subscribe to email. They did. And then eventually I would send them emails and they'd buy a product. And it was pretty easy to track that customer journey. Now with so many social platforms and feeds, a customer journey can be this long and winding thing that's very difficult to nail down. So putting out a large cloud of influence helps because you just put out stuff on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on podcasts, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and people will likely see you after a while. So I personally do this through my own uh posting by posting a lot of our stuff on all the different social platforms to make a bigger cloud of influence. And finally, the splurge section. So this is actually a product I use. Um, anytime I promote something here, I'm not doing it just for the money. Of course, there is an affiliate link. If you click it, I probably make some small amount of money. But at the same time, I legitimately use this service called ConvertKit. So if you ever wonder how I blast out 50,000 plus emails a week to this uh, swipes email, uh, I use a service called ConvertKit. 
And here's the thing, I'm a copywriter. I use email programs every day with myself and with clients. And so I have used things like Aweber, Klaviyo, MailChimp, and Infusionsoft myself, like for my own personal stuff uh, for years. But ConvertKit has been my go-to for the last couple of years. And the reason is all of those services, including Infusionsoft and Aweber, they do have a lot of stuff that you get. Like you, they're like, here's 3,500 templates you can use for email. Well, guess what? Most people just use a blank template. You don't need all that crap. And so a lot of those services come with a lot of stuff. And then if you're actually using the service, right? Not just like, you know, doing a demo. If you use it, sometimes their editors are just very difficult to use. They're hard and they require like HTML and they mess up. Whereas the ConvertKit editor is just extraordinarily simple. You kind of see your email as it as it comes out. So you're not like, you know, like it's not like a WordPress thing where you like write something and then at, when you see it on your blog, it looks totally different. It just looks like it looks. And so I love using ConvertKit. It's also just the simplest in terms of a lot of things. For example, we use a lot of autoresponders for our sequences, our email sequences. And oh my God, Infusionsoft, I don't know what they were thinking when they made this. They have this like media editor where like you have to like click on each individual thing. Now, if I have 20 different emails in an email sequence, I have to double click on something, wait for it to load. It loads this weird editor. I have to go back, click on something else and then edit. Whereas with ConvertKit, it just has a, like a sidebar down the side and you just click, 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 click. And you can go to the different ones and edit things right away. It is infinitely better the way they have laid out things. It's just so much more intuitive. So a lot of these other email newsletters senders are just overly complex and they give you a lot of stuff you do not need. And so because of all these reasons, and I wrote a whole post you can find over here, I use ConvertKit. So if you use convert, go to copywritingcourse.com slash ConvertKit and sign up. I believe they have a free trial too. You can try it out. It's honestly the easiest thing to use for your newsletter. So I run our whole newsletter service and send all our emails through ConvertKit. My broadcasts, my scheduled emails, this um, this uh, swipes email. And also I use ConvertKit to sign up. So if you go to copywritingcourse.com slash newsletter or the copywriting course homepage and you're not logged in as a member, then you'll see that all those newsletter uh, or those signups, those actually route through ConvertKit. I've been super happy with them and I keep increasing the amount of stuff I uh, use through ConvertKit. I even accept our sponsorship payments and stuff through ConvertKit. So they accept payments and all sorts of things. Anyways, check it out. That's my personal recommendation. It's something I personally use and it's probably the service I spend the most money on because my entire business is run on it. So anyways, ConvertKit, check it out. Copywritingcourse.com slash ConvertKit. Anyways, this is Swipe's email for Friday, March 17th, 2023. Hope you enjoyed. My name is Nolan Dorrit and I will talk to you later.